I don't have to keep this a secret, do I? No, that's why we waited so long <laughs> to tell you. Wonderful. We waited until you were allowed to blow it. Wonderful. To tell yeah, you. Thank you. That's so much pressure. Thank you. I almost I told you. To keep a secret, do I? I almost told you when you guys dropped Sarah off from Encanto because we knew, but I was like, he's not ready yet. <laughs> you know, I would have been. I'd have just been chilling with Max, and I'd have been like, oh yeah, Rachel's pregnant. This is the absurd journey of three church planners reintroducing familiar ideas in unfamiliar ways. This is the Bless Up Podcast. Hi, welcome back. This is the Bless Up Podcast. We're back from our break. And today we want to talk about collaboration. We got me, Rachel, Corey, and James, like usual, on the mics. And as we start, I want to know, what is the worst group project you've ever been a part of all of them done okay (laughs) here we go so overall this wasn't the worst group project but it was just the start to this group project that was terrible overall it was a wonderful experience but it's just the start to it so uh we were in we were at malone and we had a wonderful sports ministry professor and I had some missing assignments. Shout out to the GOAT. Shout out to the GOAT, Lenny. Big GOAT. So I had some missing assignments. So Lenny said, hey, if you <laughs> oh go to this God. conference <laughs> in Texas yep. and write one paper, that can exchange. And you know what I'm saying? That can wipe away. He sent you all the, the way to Texas? So he paid yeah. for us. To go to Texas. Well, to a, uh, a scholarship foundation paid, paid for us to go, to go to Texas. <laughs> Texas. A scholarship foundation paid for us to go to Texas to this conference. So I immediately didn't want to go. And I said, hey, Corey, I'm afraid to fly. I don't like flying. Every time I fly, I don't get down that way. So Corey goes, I've flown all over the world. It doesn't matter. I fly 10 times a year. I was on a flight last week, and it was awesome. <laughs> get on the flight. Yeah, this isn't exaggerated at all. <laughs> so I go. Nah, you said it just like that. So I go, cool. Let's get on the flight. So we get on the flight. Yeah. An hour in, it's fine. We're having a good time. We're talking. <laughs> and then, like, the storm that, like, caused the tornado that sent Dorothy to Oz. <laughs> just like, just like. Ascends upon us on this plane. It hit above the clouds like, and struck our plane. Like this, this, this plane just started like going topsy turvy. And then I looked to Mikey, and you know, Mikey, he just doesn't care. So Mikey, he's typing a paper. The plane's going like this. He's like, he's going sideways. Like he's, he's going sideways, turning his typing. head. Like. And I go, Corey, are we going to be okay? Corey flips his headphones on. He's like, bro, I got to go somewhere else. <laughs> he just flips his headphones on. I look at the flight attendant. She looks scared. She, scared. she puts her seatbelt in. She was scared. She puts her seatbelt in. And I just start like whispering the Lord's prayer out loud because I didn't know if I was coming down. So then we get, I'm praising God when we touch down. We finally get to Texas. We, we get to DFW. And we get in the car with this joker named Rob Wagler. Oh, my gosh. This joker gets in the car, starts talking to us, and literally goes across a five-lane highway without looking at no mares. He failed a driving test. And he Texas just like, highways are wild. And he just goes across this five-lane highway while talking to us. And this dude, Corey, goes, hey, bro, you got to drive. 
But he doesn't drive. He just keeps asking us questions. Did we not almost die like five times? <laughs> no, I can vouch for that. We absolutely <laughs> almost died like five times just trying to get... And then we had to get in a van. Some like forty acre property where there was one building and that was the building we were staying oh, in. Way removed from civilization. Is this a group project or just group traveling? Oh my gosh. Well it, we all went together yeah. to the conference. What happened was I think where he's going is this was a collaboration of arrangements. Like we had to yes. collaborate on Got the arrangements. It. Got and it. really Got what it. just happened was we took a loss. We took a big L. I'm just glad we're alive. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, like it, it was a, it was a lot. Yeah, that was tough. It was a lot. That was tough. I, you know what? I, I mean, I'll be honest. I can't really like think of like one specific incident. I can just think of like, I can think of countless experiences in the group project where it would go for me one of two ways. It would either go the direction of I found a person to be in our group where I didn't have to do anything because I knew that they would do everything. In that case, it's difficult for me to say that that's a bad experience because it's great for me. Just experience. <laughs> right? Or I can remember vividly in our time at Malone being a part of group projects where I didn't know until we were standing up in front of people what exactly we were going to be presenting on. And I had to like pull a rabbit out of my hat in order to like present clearly and effectively on a topic that I had learned about 45 seconds before you called my name to come up there. I'm so glad we were not in school together. Oh my gosh. I could not <sighs> handle that. You don't, you don't think we would have been friends? No, because you would try to get me to do all your work. And you would have done it. I would not have done it. Yeah, you would. I would have refused to be in you your group. You were totally the person in the group project that didn't trust the way anyone else oh, would do the oh, work, so oh, you would do it all absolutely. yourself. Absolutely. Beyond yeah. a shadow of a doubt, that yeah. was me in the group so project. So would have been fine. No, because I, I made you laugh, I made you smile. No, I would not have let you be in my group. <laughs> do we need to have the discussion about how I married you in spite of your humor, not no, for No, you it. should just keep the conversation <laughs> rolling. No, I, I hate group projects because... I'm all about efficiency and I wholeheartedly believe in most instances that I can get something done quicker and better if I get to do it alone than if I have to work with a group. My biggest, biggest group project nightmare was in grad school. I had to do a group paper. First off, why are we doing a group paper? In what, like, that doesn't make any sense in to me. In grad school. Right, like, a group paper. And the people that I'm doing this paper with, we all live in different time zones and different countries. Mm. So we're trying to work together on a paper when we're not even awake at the same hours of the day. Yeah. Let alone in the same state. Oh, my gosh. That was a nightmare. That was an absolute nightmare. But group projects as a whole, um, I wish I'd have learned earlier in life to lower my expectations. Um, but also, uh, I don't know that that's possible because I wanted an A. Mm. And so <laughs> it's like it, it, a group projects for me are like this, uh, um, this thing of like you're either going to choose to um, give your best work or you're going to choose to give into somebody else's. Uh, leadership, whether you like it or not. 
I don't know. I don't know if that's a metaphor for life in general, but that's mm. how I felt about every group project I've ever worked on. The only other group projects I can think of is when we were at Malone and we we put on that really bad conference. <laughs> oh my gosh, for the kids. That was so bad. Oh my gosh. That was the whole So that was like a situation where the entire class was to all, for all the members of the class to collaborate together on putting on one event. And it was like tragically bad. It was so bad. Like that's a great example of like some people, like you divvy out, we divvied out all the responsibilities. So everybody had a job to do. And some people did only their job really well. Some people did nothing at all. And nobody made it all fit together. And it was, oh man. Don't you charge people to come to that too? Yeah. And that's why truthfully, like let's just have a, have a confession time. Like that's the real reason I didn't actually recruit students to come. Like that's the real reason I didn't bring our kids is because I knew by looking at the group of students that we had assembled in this class, we were forced to work with. And those I knew who weren't going to do their part. I knew this thing was going to suck. Yeah, we bought our kids, and we just got them a lot of ice cream, like those consolation <laughs> thank you prizes. Oh, we're having pizza tonight. Oh. oh, that's tough. Yeah, it was rough. It was a rough group project. So when you look at the things that you have to collaborate on now, is it the same spirit that you carry in from a group project? Like, how, how as professionals now, like, as people who run organizations, run churches, run events, run conferences, um, what does it look like to collaborate now? I think at its best, at its best, it looks different. But sadly, in most cases, it doesn't look much different than group yeah. projects. Man, that's real. I agree. Yeah, I think sadly in most cases it doesn't look different than group projects. And I think the big difference for me in collaboration now, I when I'm collaborating with like friends and folks I know and people who have like a kindred heart and mission and purpose, it's a whole lot easier to collaborate because I know we have the same end game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know we're yeah. going in the same direction. But yeah, collaborating with with random individuals who I don't have relationships with, even if we have similar missions and values, it's become really difficult. Yeah. yeah. The, one of the things that I've, I've realized um, is that it's okay to be selective on who you collaborate with because when you collaborate, you're essentially putting your stamp on everybody that you're working with. It's the hardest part. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. It really is because if your name is on the same thing, if your organization is on the same thing, if your if your face is on the the leadership team, you're giving your stamp to everybody next to you. So then when somebody takes up an issue with somebody on that team, they're coming to you and you're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, why am I getting pulled into why am I getting pulled into, you know, this drama or this issue or this thing? I had nothing to do with that. And they're like, well, you were on the leadership team with them. And you're like, oh, I am. And so it, it becomes this really difficult thing of being unable to say yes to everything 
because you gotta you gotta look at who you're collaborating with, what their motives are, what is their organization stand. You gotta do your homework essentially before you give your yeses because it feels good to give a yes, right? It feels so good to say yes to somebody and make them happy and make them excited. Like, oh yeah, they said they're in with me, but you gotta realize that you're getting in the mess with everybody that you're standing with. Mm -hmm. And so you got to be willing to walk through the fire with those people. Even if it's a one-time event, everybody who goes to that event has now associated you with everybody who's part of that. So like, are you willing to be in the fire with everybody? And even more importantly, the possible question, do you think they're willing to be in the fire with you. Mm -hmm. You got to ask that too, because collaboration has to be reciprocal. If it's not reciprocal, then somebody's the leech. Either Mm -hmm. you're the leech or they're the leech. Right. And so you got to figure out like if everybody there is in as far as you, and if you are willing to be in the trenches with them. Yeah. I think, I think what's difficult for me in this juncture is I'm trying to figure out. So on one hand, I want to like, I want to go against the grain of the American narrative, right? Radical individualism. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, like, not only as individuals do we, like, suffer from this, like, deep individualism, but I think as, like, churches and not-for-profits and organizations, we suffer from this deep individualism mm-hmm. where we say only what I'm doing matters. Mm-hmm. And everything, yeah. everything else is competition. Yes, to oh I'm my doing. gosh. Yeah. Competition is yeah. like the ugh, it's the exact opposite. Yeah, and I'm trying to I'm trying to rub up against that in my head. But then on the other hand, it just costs so much to collaborate. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm not talking about money. Like it as a leader, it costs so much to mm-hmm. collaborate. Yeah. Because if it was just me, I could collaborate with a lot of people. I could get over a lot of stuff. I can put up with a lot of personalities. We can figure it out for the yeah. common good. Yep. But the reality is when I say yes to collaboration, like for our church, I'm saying yes for Heidi. I'm saying yes for Skylar. I'm saying mm-hmm. yes for Zach. I'm saying yes for Dan. And I'm saying yes for yeah. all the other people. And the reality is like, I'm not crunching the numbers of the project. Like mm-hmm. I don't have to send an invoice. I don't have to wait for an invoice. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to like figure all that stuff out. So if I just collaborate with someone who's not on their P's and Q's on that stuff, Heidi's going to be upset with me. Yep. And I'm not going to like do anything with art or interface anything. Mm-hmm. Skyler's going to do that. So like if they're not on their P's and Q's with that, he's going to be upset. And he's mm-hmm. not going to be upset with them. <laughs> he's going to be mm-hmm. upset with right, me. Right, right, right. So the right. cost of collaboration, and then there's just a whole nother like, yeah, we had this thing happen in Akron, and it was great. It's with like like-minded organizations. It was wonderful. It was a good time. It was inspiring in many ways. But there was like a real controversial like breakout session that happened, and because our church believes differently about that particular breakout session. I didn't only have like people from my congregation, like sending me text messages and saying, Hey, are we, where are we at with that? Mm -hmm. I had people like, I had people who were like funding other things that we're doing, reach out to me and say like, Hey, what are you doing? Like what's going on? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
And like, who are you eating dinner with? Exactly. So yeah. like the cost of collaboration, like, yeah, could cost us to lose funding or cost mm -hmm. us a whole ton. So you see it all the time with the way that like corporate, like corporations will pull their sponsorship as soon as, you know, an athlete or an actor or whatever yeah. finds themselves in some, you know, in some hot water, or they put out a controversial tweet and all of a sudden like, now oh, there goes your, there goes your Coca-Cola endorsement, you know? Like it's it's tough because you're almost like by collaborating it's it's what you said like you are you're you're saying like we're together on this yeah and that's 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 a hard distinction I think in most cases people look at it too simply and assume that if you're going to collaborate on something that you all agree on absolutely everything and nobody and most people don't have an imagination to rise above the boxes that like our societal viewpoints put us in. To say like, okay, despite our differences and actually because of our differences, we can provide a more holistic care towards the situation than like being divisive and like territorial about stuff. I think for me where it comes from with collaboration is <clears throat> is like a spiritual conviction. Like when I read when I read scripture, like I see Jesus put an emphasis on like it's going to take a collaborative effort to build the kingdom. Mm -hmm. There is not, there is not like one person or one team that is going to get this done, but instead I need y'all to spread out and multiply and not just as Jews, but also as Gentiles, like got to bring the Gentiles in this, like, man, Jerusalem got to go to Judea on this one. You also got to go to Samaria. You got to go to the ends of the earth. Like this is going to take a collaborative, a collaborative effort, um, on, on all parties. But I say that while we sit in a city that by and large, you know, I don't want to like paint a general brush and like overgeneralize or whatever, but for the most part, not a ton of collaborative effort, like, or collaborative energy going into stuff right now. And <clears throat> it's tough trying to navigate how to pull off collaboration well, when most people are just concerned about whose name is going on stuff, mm -hmm. who's getting credit for stuff, mm -hmm. who's getting the money, mm -hmm. um, and like ultimately who's going to come out looking good from all of this. So I would say that in general, the tension that I feel with collaboration is like mostly as a you know pioneer connector, I do have a heart <clears throat> for collaboration. Like I want to connect... I know that like within my networks of people, there's barely a problem we can't solve. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I see it immediately. As soon as a problem comes up, I'm like, oh, we get so-and-so, so-and-so, and so-and-so -and -so on this. It's a wrap. It's over with. We got it. Right. But that's a big if you're saying, if I can get all of us to, to work together. And so the tension that I feel is like, I have a heart for it, but I also have very little time and patience for all of the bullcrap and politics that often accompanies like what you're saying often accompanies the efforts of collaboration. And that's, that's, that's what's difficult for me to navigate. I think the thing that I have started trying to discern more than anything else when entering a situation of collaboration is the answer to the question, are you doing this for clout or conviction? Mm. Like when I sit down with somebody and they want to partner for something, 
the question that I'm trying to discern in the back of my mind when I'm having a conversation with them is, is this about clout or conviction? Mm. Is this because you think it'll look good for you to have your name on this? Or are you deeply convicted regarding the topic at hand? Yep. And so you want to be a part of this. Like when I'm looking at stuff for absurd, like we get so many emails to the absurd account that's like, hey, I'm a speaker on this, this, or this, and I'd love to come and present at the conference. And automatically I'm like, Nope. Delete. <laughs> uh, I do it every time. It's the people you got to go get. It's the people you got to go get that are money. Like, like it, I mean, it's wild. It's and there, I mean, and there's been people like, oh, I'm willing to use my contacts and pull in this person and this person. I'm like, that person's never even been to Northeast Ohio. Like, they don't care about what's happening here. Mm. And and like, man, that person didn't join discussions on diversity in the church until it became such an issue that they felt like they had to do it to stay relevant. Uh -oh. I don't need them on my speaker lineup. Uh -oh. Like, you know, like, is it clout or conviction? Like That's what, like what is the reason that you want to collaborate? And I'm going to do what I have to do to get to the bottom of that. I might not give somebody an answer for a couple months on something because I'm like, I'm not moving on this till I've discerned it because I've learned from moving too quickly in the past. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, pastor here in Canton uh, wrote an article for an organization called Missio Alliance. Mm -hmm. It's wonderful. And he wrote it, and he deciphered three types of relationships. And he said every church should have family, friends, and neighbors. Hmm. And, like, the way he makes the distinction is, like, neighbors are people who you just have proximity with. You need to have a relationship with the people who are right around you, mm -hmm. Right the other churches, the other Christian not-for-profits, the people who are right around you, their neighbors. You have the kind of relationship with neighbors that you have, like, with your literal neighbors. Some of your neighbors you're very close to. Some of them you see them when they pull in, you say hi. Some of them you pull their trash cans in. Others of them, like, your neighbors have very, you have various relationships. Then you have friends, mm -hmm. and you love your friends, and you and your friends do stuff together. You and your neighbors kind of have a different relationship. You don't exactly, like, do stuff together, but you do stuff with your friends. Mm -hmm. You make time for your friends. You have lunch with your friends, right? If you're really good friends, you're like family, but you have a relationship and you do stuff with friends. But your family, your family, you do scheduled things with and non-scheduled things with. Mm -hmm. Like, you want to spend time just to spend time, but... When important things happen, you're with your family. When good things happen, you celebrate. When bad things happen, you mourn with your family. I think when I think about collaboration, I'm trying to think about it on those three levels now. Yeah. Like, I collaborate with my neighbors. That's good. That's helpful. Yeah. yeah. That's really helpful. I collaborate with my neighbors by the means of, hey, if there's something that we can work on that's going to benefit the, our other neighbors right around us, let's do it. Like, I love, like, the neighbors that I have in Akron. But we have very neighborly relationships. Like, if it pops up, we'll do it. Like, if it makes sense, we'll do it. But I'm not locking into anything formal. Uh, we're not, like, yeah. In my head, like, we're not locking into any, like, long-term financial commitment mm -hmm. or any long-term, like, I'm not, like, going to say this in front of my people or try to drive them to, like, do this. With friends, 
that may be a little different. We may put some sort of financial commitment to it, or we may push it a little bit. Like, we may make a plan. Mm -hmm. Like, you do that with your friends. But family, like, if it's important to you, it's important to me. Yeah. So let's dive in. Like, let's collaborate. Let's do it. And with family, uh, yeah, if it's your idea and you love it, I'm all into it. If it's my idea and I love it, I'm all into it. So if it's your idea, you lead it up. And I'm going to play I'm gonna play whatever role. If it's my idea, I'm going to lead it up. You play a different role. But with family, I think collaboration, like, yeah, it just looks different. And as a connector, it's difficult for me to, like, decipher those relationships because I want to be family with everyone. Yeah. <laughs> my nature is to just be like, hey, it's all love. Let's all do this. But, yeah. I think, yeah, it's become quite evident in life that I have to say, we have neighbor relationships. Yeah. We're friends and we're family. I think, too, like a key distinction for me and what you just said is like, you know, so I'm speaking specifically where you said, like, as a connector, like, I want to be like family with everybody or like, hey, like, let's share this responsibility or whatever. I feel like. A lot of times in in efforts of collaboration, and maybe this isn't everyone's experience, but it's certainly been mine where everybody uh, or the people who are calling people together are afraid to like say like I'm leading this or like in an effort of getting everyone together, let's get like a group decision and let's like let's all share equally and all this kind of stuff. I'll, I'll just keep it all the way real and say that for somebody like me, that's a quick out for me. Mm-hmm. Like that's a quick way to get to lose me because I'm like, okay, this doesn't have vision and direction. Like if you're asking for like a group decision, you, you haven't fleshed out in your mind. You either haven't fleshed out in your mind where this is going to go or how it's going to get there. Or, or you're more worried about everybody playing nice than accomplishing what we're here to accomplish. Mm -hmm. I know I don't speak for everybody on that, but that is like my experience and like collaboration is like, I actually respect it a lot more when somebody says, Hey, I'm owning this. And a lot of times it's the person who is going to fall on the sword and be the casualty. If this all goes wrong, that should be owning it. Mm-hmm. And I, I can respect and get behind that and even follow that and put my best effort towards that if we're like clear about we have clear boundaries around what you're saying. Like, what is this? Who's owning it? Where are we headed? I'm in. Yeah. And the thing with collaboration, too, is that like it doesn't collaboration doesn't steamroll like it doesn't walk into a meeting with an agenda it might walk in with a plan for like how to run the meeting like you're talking about like hopefully an expectation right right like the leader of the you know leader of whatever the meeting is is the clear leader is coming in with like a here's the things we want to accomplish today but when you're looking for a collaborative situation especially within different organizations you don't steamroll everybody and say if you don't agree with me you're out that's not collaborating like that's not what that is that's just steamrolling everybody in front of you and believing that you are superior 
to everyone and that all who disagree with you have to go. When you're looking for a collaborative situation or if you're trying to figure out if a situation is collaborative or if you're just or if somebody just brought you in there so that they can exploit your talents for their benefit, like that's not collaborating either. So you got to discern who the person is that's leading you or if the situation is genuinely collaborative because a collaborative situation can look at everybody who's present, all of the organizations, or if it's, you know, if it's a large organization, you're bringing people in from all kinds of different departments, whatever it might be, a truly collaborative situation can utilize the best of every person present and give them the freedom to act within their gifts and talents. One of the, one of the things, and I'd be interested in your guys' take on like how to collaborate well um, but one of the, one of the best lessons that I've picked up from, uh, giant worldwide, shout out, shout out giant, shout out the goat Sherpa, Susie Lance, goat Sherpa, um, <laughs> goat Sherpa. um Guru. I just want to say it one more time. Goat Sherpa. Um, <laughs> sh- I, one of the best lessons that I picked up is, is first of all, um, in an effort of collaboration, how to do it well, there have to be, there have to be rules uh, of of engagement and that comes from knowing the people that you have gathered in the room so for example when there's something that i'm presenting to our staff that i genuinely like i'm not looking for like critique or clarification on i'm I, i'm trying to get collaboration on this project right when i want to know what everyone thinks i know that i have some people on my team that are naturally quieter voices mm-hmm. and so for me to get the best and to actually sometimes in some cases like even be able to hear from the quieter voices that are on my team, I have to like ask them first. Because what I know about my teammates is that the more people like me and and you know voices like mine talk, the less likely they are to share. So if you actually want like to get their voices, like you ask them to go first or to present like what they're thinking first. And then you make some of the louder voices who run the risk of what you're saying, steamrolling, Mm -hmm. right? You make them like, like hold off, hold off for a minute, let everyone kind of say what they're going to say. And then you go ahead and, and get it out there. And that's one of the rules of engagement that like I have had to be extremely disciplined on my team about following when it comes to collaboration, because genuinely, if I want your opinion, I've learned that some people like once I, once I, if I were to say, Hey, I want your guys' thoughts on this, this is kind of what I think. And I want to know what you think. They'll just agree with you. They're just going to be like, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. So James, I know you are in the midst of a lot of community collaboration. I mean, you got the well and everything else, but um, we've been kind of following along with Vincent House for most of season two here. So uh, h- how has collaboration looked between the community, bringing on new staff with Vincent House and citizens and the well? Like that's just like a d- collaboration on so many levels. So what has been your experience with that? How's all that going? Yeah, I think collaboration what this is teaching me is like in order to collaborate like a Christian, you have to constantly drink a tall glass of humility. <laughs> yeah. Say it again. Like, Say it again. Be willing to lose. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like you have to drink a tall glass of humility and be willing to lose. Mm. Uh, yeah. Cause if Jesus had held on to his, mm-hmm. to what he was rightfully his, his equality with God, but he considered it not something to preach. cling to. 
but to be laid down for the sake of others. Come on, somebody. You better preach. <laughs> so, James. <laughs> nah, man, it just, it's good. Like, it's going really well. But the reality is, like, you just have to, like, you have an, like, we have an idea that is birthed from, like, deep community listening. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> over the course of five years for some of us, and over the course of, like, 15 years for other people so like this is not just something we like came up with and like collaboration with the school phenomenal collaboration with people who like really are going to help us move forward phenomenal but there are like ancillary voices in the community who have tried to do similar things or who are doing similar things on a different scale and in a different way and yeah it becomes difficult but yeah I mean, in all seriousness, what Corey brought up from Philippians chapter two, like, is it like we try our best to look to the interests of others, like before the interests of ourselves, yeah. because that's what Christ did. And we try to we try our best to drink tall glasses of humility and listen to upset people tell us why what we're going to do is not going to work. <laughs> and we invite their input and we invite their engagement. But, yeah, I mean. For every one of those, we have a rock mill climbing gym who puts on a fundraiser for us. And we have the school who's a huge supporter and just tons of other, the neighborhood network and just tons of other dope community supporters. But yeah, I would say like in collaboration, it requires like, yeah, drinking that glass and knowing, yeah, the goal the intended goal of collaboration is not like our personal, it's not our personal goals. Mm-hmm. Like it's the sum total of everyone who's coming to the table. Mm-hmm. And I think if you can like see that and know that like a part of your motive and a part of your particular vision in that is going to die, then you can move forward. Mm-hmm. But I think that's like a, it's a necessary, it's a necessary ends in collaboration. I think that's what we're learning. I want to say what you just said, that definition one more time. You said collaboration is the sum total of everyone who comes to the table. That's so good. I just made Instagram. Right. Like we need to end on that. Collaboration Mm -hmm. is the sum total of everyone who comes to the table. When Jonathan gets back from the Virgin Islands, he's totally going to make that a clip. (laughs) Jonathan! He's back, by the way. I sent him a bunch of stuff yesterday. Well, he hasn't returned my phone call, so I wouldn't know. (laughs) Jonathan! Uh, You you couldn't get through one whole podcast without harping on JD. I couldn't. Listen, before Corey derailed us, (laughs) collaboration is the sum total of everyone who comes to the table. That's so good. Like, to put a bow on this whole thing, when you come to the table to collaborate, be ready to bring your best and be ready to lay down your motives. Mm. If you can do those two things, we can work together. You can work with anybody if you can do those two things. All right, we'll be back in two weeks. Corey, I promise JD, we'll get back to you. (laughs) We'll see you in two weeks. Bless up. Bless up.